Sisters podcast with Nicole and John Ellen. Welcome to another episode of the Radical Awareness podcast. We're coming to you from our outdoor home studio. Uh, studio as in yoga studio um, and we're coming to you from this location as it is quite uh what's the word i'm looking for significant that's the word i was looking for quite a significant place to be recording because it is the place that we had to kind of come up with to slide into a loophole to... Can we say we chose to? Yes, absolutely. The The loophole um, that I'm referring to is the loophole of non-discrimination. Mm-hmm. And we've spoken quite <laughs> openly about our non-discriminatory... Dis, such a hard word to say. Non-discriminatory stance. Yes, we've spoken quite openly about that. Um, And that is basically the topic of this particular podcast. And in light of the fact that we have just landed in the transition period uh, and the removal or release or uh, step removal, (laughs) step back of the rules um, of discrimination have been recently announced and are about to kick in uh, as of next week. So we're here on a surface of um, artificial grass that is put down on our driveway and we put up a marquee so that we could continue to teach yoga uh, to our most um, loyal, amazing, <laughs> loyal and amazing um, clients. Uh, not to say those of you that didn't come weren't loyal, because you're all loyal in your own way, and uh, you're all dealing with your own lives and the own, your own kind I of. I feel like loyal is the wrong word. It is. It's it is more like loving, like just a really beautiful. Um, just support that we've been given has been mm. really, really, really beautiful. And for some, it has been coming to our driveway yoga classes. Yeah. And for others, it's been supporting us in so many other ways. And we appreciate all of the support that we've had through these times. And I I think it's important to talk about the word support um, versus maybe the idea of um, – Charity to the less fortunate. What what would you like to add to that, to the Nicole? Oh, that's not really the direction I thought we were going. No, so we're get, free we're, to say something on we're, that. We're going to get to the direction that we're we're going, but I thought we might go through this gate. Right. Um, yeah, guys, I wasn't prepared for that gate at all. As you can tell, we definitely discuss things before we start. Mm. Um, what we were just talking about, actually, as we're sitting here. Uh, was it's the significance of what happens, right? So choosing our actions creates our future Mm. for all of us. That's how the world works. That's how the universe works when we align with universal law. Maybe not some of the made-up rules that um, scientific 
materialism tells us, uh, but the importance of of our actions actually and aligning with our truths and principles is really key. And the fact that, you know, we're kind of sitting here in this surreal position of like, it feels a little bit like a whirlwind from when we <laughs> coincidentally enough started this podcast um, and went into lockdown and then, you know, watched all of this unfold with mandates and vax passes as we knew was going to happen because we follow the conspiracies, which is what we would call the truth. Um, which currently has been proved to be the truth time and time again. Um, and yeah, just so grateful that we chose, even in times that were really difficult, to stand up for what we believed in and to stand up for the right of choice and inclusivity for all. Um, and that's not a dig at those who couldn't do those things because we were in quite a special situation where kind of could. Um, and I, it's funny, it's like the chicken and egg situation, right? Of, of, of saying, oh yeah, well you could, so it was easy for you. I'm like, mm. there's also a point where you've aligned your life so much with a sense of, of truth and living in your essence that then life will kind of give you like reflect back an easy way through something or not an easy, but a way to navigate through things so that mm. you can always align with your principles. Um, when you've decided that aligning with maybe your principles or aligning with joy or creativity or what you want to do, if you don't believe that's possible, then the way the actual universal kind of law system works is it will reflect that back to you. It's just how it works. So yeah, I understand it from both sides, but also there is a level of having to jump off the cliff into that. Um, and if you don't have principles, mm. not that there's people that don't have principles, but that if you don't have clarity on your own principles, then again, from that same cause and effect, uh, the way the universe delivers things to you, if you're unclear on what your principles are, then the results of your interactions in your life will be unclear, remain to be unclear. Mm -hmm. And without a clear direction and without a clear intention and without the direct focus on that intention, it is hard for that energy to reflect back to you, for that karma that cause and effect to actually take effect. Oh, yeah yeah and it, yeah, it's such a hard um topic really because it gets easily put into it can easily be used or weaponized and kind of used as spiritual bypassing to be like oh well you create your reality and it's like yes and you know like it's this actually very clear simple universal laws that when you understand which a lot of us don't understand because they've been basically hidden from us intentionally to steer us off path. So we look like, so we, we experience life as if it were random and that bad things happen where that's actually not the truth. It's not actually as random as it looks. There are really simple ways of following things. It's not to say that you won't experience struggle, but there's a way through that in a different way. Um, and that actually, when you understand this, we do literally create everything in our lives. Mm. I mean, what's interesting at the moment is, is there actually some form of evil force against us, you know, globally, collectively, whether on planet or off planet? I don't know, you know. Are there people that are at the top level, this kind of elite group of people who are intentionally trying to disturb the peace, let's say, 
um, or, you know, cull population, all these things that as much as it can sound crazy, everything, the actions, right, that are being taken in the world align with that truth, with this kind of bizarre evil agenda. Um, and that's really bizarre and a little bit off topic. Um, but yeah, so we were just talking about actions and how, like, we're like, wow, we we actually closed our studio and we managed to then open up a space on our driveway of all places and have taught yoga to beautiful people. And it's been a really magical experience, to be honest, because that's what we wanted to do. Yeah. Deeper connections. And and in, in any crisis, relationships can either be destroyed, which I think many of us have experienced, or they can become much stronger, so much more depth, so much more vulnerability, so much mm. more honesty, because there is a collective uh, suffering that happens, which is one of the greatest blessings out of any crisis if we choose to really see that and to understand that basically relationships are the most important thing in life. We learn everything through relationships. We evolve through relationships. You know, we take action basically through relationships. So that's fascinating in itself. And we're um, in this we're in this really interesting position in the role that we do, or one of the roles that we have, <laughs> of of teaching a yoga class. And there there involves in that um, quite a large amount um, of small talk because you're talking to someone for just a very short space of time before they practice yoga and then maybe a little bit after they practice before they leave. And so so often we have a lot of relationships with people based on these very short interactions and what has happened over this period is there has been opportunities to take those relationships into a different level of vulnerability into a different level of honesty into a different level of depth so it goes from those um kind of for lack of a better word, and not to insult any of the conversations, but it goes from those kind of shallow, everyday, how are you, how's the weather, how's your day of work been, to how are you, what's been going on, how are you coping, um, and there's a real sense of deepening those relationships that happens because there is a collective, and I use the word pain, so there's a collective um, struggle that you're both going through that you can really relate so much deeper on. <laughs> That's beautiful. I, um, one of our a student or an, an old student uh, came to see us, which is really beautiful, and you might be able to hear that helicopter. Um, helicopter flying past, the, uh, <laughs> the, the cat meowing, the, the, the neighbour cleaning their house. I wish we could show you our animals right now. They're like just asleep all around us. It's very beautiful. Um, but she came to see us and she actually asked me, she's like, have you ever experienced – oppression like this in your life and I was like I don't know like in different ways you know when, when you're when you're one of us you definitely haven't fit in to a mainstream model in many ways <laughs> but definitely nothing like what it is now and she said to me or to us she said you know I've never experienced oppression like this and I'm a Maori woman I was like damn you know that is some truth right there yeah. this is the kind of idea that people could say, oh, no, this is this is just your choice and da-da-da-da. It's like, exactly, this is my choice and I'm being oppressed for it. Hello. Mm. So I think there is kind of a, a lack of understanding if you if you haven't if you if you chose to get vaccinated, which you know, you do what you want to do, but there is this there is this 
soothing ignorance to that choice where you're not actually aware of what everyone else who chose not to has experienced in the last three months and actually beyond that because it was all coming and there's been so much. Even if you did choose but you didn't want to, you know what we're talking about. You got coerced, you know, you got bullied and pressured and that is never going to be okay. Um, And it's a really interesting type of trauma that's been... um, done on us, I want to say, and a lot of traumatized people, right, that have experienced being ousted from society. And, you know, it's so many, that's like, oh, but you're just, you're choosing it and what's the big deal? You're not going to go to a restaurant. I'm like, you know how often we walk down our street in Milford by the bars and you're just like, I'm not allowed in there. I'm not allowed to go in there. I'm not accepted there. I'm not healthy enough to go in there because those people believe I am a threat to their well-being. That's yeah. batshit crazy, man. Batshit crazy. Uh, Air quotes used with the word healthy. Yes, we're pretty healthy. Not to sound arrogant, but <laughs> yep. Um, I've def- yes, <laughs> different side touch. Um, anyway, going back on track, what I was actually saying, uh, which now I really can't remember, John. Yeah, I think um, there is a fallout that is coming from mm. from this collective trauma that is obviously going to manifest in people in so many different ways. But the the confusion of the the place we're about to step into. Mm, thank and, you. Yep. And we've been talking in in terms of. There's a lot of people, let's say, on our side of the fence that have been sharing information about people who are supporting and servicing and whatnot, the unvaccinated population. Um, And there's a lot of those people who are now in the trauma of repulsion in their own trauma response, which is fair enough, and we get like then the trauma of repulsion towards the vaccinated oppressors, which will then Which manifest, is a very minimal few. Yes, which will add. then manifest as frustration and anger towards their order followers, some of whom are only following orders because it was really the only lifestyle choice that they had at the time. That they could see, right? That mm. their perception could handle, even though... <laughs> There was always another option, and that's not to discredit the fact that people chose to, like, you know, use vaccine passes in their businesses. But if you haven't done the work yourself, you haven't cultivated awareness, you don't understand universal law, the perception would say, I have to do this to survive. I get that. I struggle to get it in people who have done the work, have a level of awareness, and then choose to segregate. I'm like, ooh, but if you know the truth of how things work, you're just segregating and not including people, which is a fear-based response. That's different. But I think what we really wanted to talk about here is how we all navigate through, you know, how that has 11.59 on the 4th of April, because that's when, you know, the, the virus has a, uh, what is it? Calendar a calendar and a watch. And a watch yeah. um, it's no virus. Um once that happens, it's like, how do we all navigate into the world again? And without anger, frustration, exhaustion, and fear. Because remembering that, let's just say for a minute, that there is a group of people in this kind of 
elite world that we don't get any privy to that do have quite an evil agenda. Or you could look into, I don't know, Agenda 2030 on the World Economic Forum. You'll understand that they don't really care how people do it or what it's about. They just need people to be in fear in a form of divide and fighting against each other. That's all they need. It doesn't matter what your fucking status is. They don't care. Sorry, I swore. But there needs to be fear and divide. So when we navigate back in the world, this is a much more important time than the 3rd of December. So the 3rd of December was a very tragic day because it it meant that this all started, which has done so much psychological damage to understanding um, each other and psychological damage in this, um, the perception of divide. But what's going to happen on the 5th of April is that now people are going to choose to either segregate or not. It's like, well, businesses can keep vaccine passes. Now, this is where it gets really scary because if you truly believe that an unvaccinated person is a threat and that you think that we need more tracking and we need to take away more privacy and we need to take away people's ownership of their own bodies... We're going in a very, very dark agenda because a small group of elite don't have the power to control the masses, but the masses have the power to control the masses. So if the majority of businesses choose to segregate and keep these passes and they think they're only going to do it until the virus is gone, then we will be living in a very different world, which in a very rapid time is heading us towards this agenda, uh, which if you don't know what I'm talking about, I suggest you go and do further research on that. Um, You can very much openly see all the information on the World Economic Forum. Um, so I guess our, our opportunity for reflection and putting it out there is, are you leading into, if you're, if you've been on the side, if you're an unvaccinated person, or even if you're a vaccinated person who really, really opposes mandates, which there's so many, and we are so with you as well. This is again, not about either side. In fact, this is more about how do we create unity? How do we come back to each other? How do we see see ourselves as brothers and sisters again, who just because we've chosen not to have a medical procedure, we don't want to hurt each other. And actually people get sick full full stop. Um, All the time. And there's no proof that that's from a virus at all. Uh, But, you know, either way, I'm not saying symptoms and sickness doesn't exist. I'm just saying prove that it's what you're saying it is because you can't. Um, So, yeah, how do we navigate back into the world? And, you know, in a lot of these groups that we're on social media, there's just so much hate going on. There's so much like, I'm never going to any business who use Vax Passes, da-da-da-da. Now, I get it. If you went to a business and you were treated without dignity, that you were really treated horribly, you were mocked, um, all of that sort of stuff. I'm like, different. I personally probably wouldn't be running back there. I get that. I'm also not going to hate on them because fear does crazy things, but I might not go back. There is one place specifically in Wellington when we were down there for the protest, um, a a burger place who were very discriminatory to us and refused our friends to get food. We wanted a takeaway burger. It's like eight o'clock at night, you know, and um, they gave it to us because, well, John ordered too fast for them to ask for a pass. And then after they wouldn't give our friends wouldn't our friends order. I wouldn't even let them stand outside and call an order. Uh, it was crazy dumb. But so then, and we had a conversation outside the place being like, what, what are you doing? Like, this is totally immoral. Do you want to be acting in an immoral way? And the young goes, oh, just, anyway, I probably wouldn't run back there. Right. But for example, the, the place I used to go and get my eyebrows done, you know, the, the beauty place that's five minutes down the road who I know the owner and I love the people that are there. And they're just like good people who, who followed the rules because that was what their kind of perception told them was the only option. 
I absolutely messaged them and said, hey, are you, are you dropping vaccine passes? And they were like, 100%. We're so excited. We can't wait. You know, if you want to come back, we'd love that. Da, da, da. I am going to support them with my money because the, the last thing we want is all small businesses destroyed. Right? If we stop going to these businesses, what do you think is going to happen? Who do you think is going to stay alive through all of this? Big corporations. Um, who owns the big corporations? The same people who have played this whole agenda, the carative, the carative, the COVID narrative, I merged those together, the carative, the COVID narrative, you know, that the, the same companies that are linked to these big pharma companies are the ones that will then be taking your money because you had this little tiff <laughs> with the local businesses who were just trying to survive and were terrified. So really, really step into your heart and reflect on, okay, actually, I'm going to go back in. And remember that when you walk in, you get to have another conversation. You know, so many people are like, oh, I just wish everyone would wake up. I'm like, well, if you hide, like you're not being much help to that, right? People, how did you wake up? You know, most of us woke up because somebody took the time with us to be like, hey, have you read this book? Hey, have you listened to this podcast? Hey, like you said, hey, this feels off. And they're like, yeah, can I tell you something about that? You know, I mean, yes, a lot of us woke up on our own, let's say, but not in isolation. You have that moment, then you connect with other people, right? You need other people to support you in that journey of seeing the truth. And what if your hairdresser is that person, mm -hmm. right? Who, who's been like, this is all messed up but has only been around for the people on the other side. And you walk back in with just a beaming full heart and love and you're like, hey, can I tell you my story? Can I tell you why I didn't get vaccinated? Can I, can I tell you why I don't wear a mask? Can I tell you why I didn't sign in or whatever you've chosen to do? Can we start to honestly and through humility and love tell our stories so that more people understand what's going on? You know, you're like, hey, have you read like this study? Like, did you understand that actually this is going on or have you looked at this stuff? Have you, did you, did you have any idea? Did you have time? Yeah. Do you have time, man, when everyone's trying to survive this, the, the, from the kind of, let's say conspiracy side, as we heavily lean into, um, is all about one, destroying small business, destroying families. How many families have been destroyed through this? Yeah. They want state owned beings. Yeah. You want to be owned by the state? I mean, we already are different podcast. But you want to continue, you want to have a, a microchip, you want to literally have a chip in your brain, you know, like how much control and power are we going to give over? And the only way to, to shift this very um, fast <laughs> happening agenda is to come into our hearts and to stand very strong in our truth and that truth, right, of the universe, that truth of the world. Know what that is, do our research, gain knowledge, which is self-knowledge. And then go and share it with people with love and not trying to force them into seeing our way or being like, you hurt me because you segregated. Awesome if they ask, be like, yeah, it's kind of crazy. You know, it was crazy to experience this type of oppression. And we all know if you're sitting on this side that this isn't the end. These, these vaccine passes are going to be around for a long time until we say no as the people. Until we say no, this is going to keep coming in. They're going to keep convincing you. If you watch, if you look in the media, tuberculosis, AIDS, um, herpes, all these things. They're like, oh my gosh, they're so much worse. They're coming. This the is just to line with something the, else. Yeah, we're super flu. We're all going to die. Side note: If there were this many dangerous germs in the air, the human race would be extinct. Long right? ago, we're thriving. They're at the same, in the same breath. The same people are saying the issue is that we're overpopulated. And then they're like, oh my gosh, have you seen all of these diseases? We're all going to die quick. We've made this amazing vaccine so we all won't die. 
But at the same time, we're overpopulated and we're trying to work on how we can kill the population. I think vaccination's good for that. Can you actually see what they're saying? Over to John. So we navigate the sound of the, the dog who's also experiencing some kind of frustration level right now, gently barking into the wind. Um, yes. So one of the things to keep your eye on, to look out for, is the digital ID system, which is coming towards us at a great rate of knots, um, being advertised to us in many ways, being presented to us to relieve the frustration of having to remember a bajillion passwords um, on every single website you ever log into, um, and two-factor authentication starting to cause a real sense of uh, slowness to accessing the things that you feel like you should access in microseconds. Um, and that digital ID system is going to involve, as Nicole alluded to just before, and involve being much more monitored, much more, as she said, owned by the state. Um, and it's going to be sold to you in such a favorable way that maybe you don't notice it coming. Or maybe you do. And I think if you have been listening to this podcast for a while, you have heard us speak of the gift that awareness is, mm. then maybe you have the awareness that things like this are coming already and fantastic. Oh, even, yeah, you know, that's so interesting because you don't even really need to know anything. I feel like I don't have time to research all these like <laughs> mad conspiracies that are just, you know, coming true every three months at the moment. Mm. Um, then you don't actually really need it's helpful, but you don't need to because if you have awareness, you can smell bullshit from mm. miles away, right? You feel it in your body because you're in touch with your somatic experience, your soma being like your physical body, your mental body, your emotional body, your spiritual body as one body that is united and there is harmony and coherence so that as something comes and in. expansion and contraction. Yes. And as information is coming in, there is a filter, filtration system that is like, oh, no, I don't quite trust that. I wonder why. And then just look into it. Generally, it doesn't take that long to look in and be like, ah, oh, that's not what it appears to be. That's not what they're saying to me. There'll always be a sense of kind of bizarre urgency or this is for your protection. This is for your safety is pretty much how everything is sold by the agenda. So this is for your safety. to cyber terrorists. Yeah. And then it's, um, oh, you've got to do it for the greater good. We've talked about that with the greater good in previous uh, podcasts because it's just so bizarrely incorrect how they use that that idea that if you're <laughs> we, what we need to remember is whose oxygen mask do you put on first? Do you put on the greater goods or do you put on yourself? Put on yourself, man. That's how you do anything. And why the hell are you, as a sovereign individual being, not part of this so-called greater good? Mm. You are. Why did so many people have to sacrifice their lives through taking a vaccine for the greater good? Why? Were those, were those lives, those people who have died, not you know, before when we were like, they're going to, that have died, that lost their lives, you know, 20-year-olds, 14-year-olds, 80-year-olds, 50-year-olds, 60-year-olds who have died from this vaccine, was it worth it for the greater good? I don't fucking think so. Mm. Like what, what, what exactly have they saved? If you still sit there, and I can imagine that no one who listens to this podcast is still sitting there, um, <laughs> and think that that's beneficial that 
<laughs> is basically a satanic view, right? That people should be sacrificed in this way for the greater good. That's not how the universe and the earth, Mother Earth, is designed. And people used to take, well, we, let me, let me just rewind that. It has been told to us through the forms of history that are presented to us in the ways that they are, that humans used to walk someone up to the top of a volcano and throw them in as a sacrifice oh, to the gods so that there were good crops or so that there was good enough weather to, you know, no tornadoes, no volcanoes, no, mm. no natural disasters. And that this was laughed at almost by the people who presented you this history in the way that it was presented as like, oh, we're so much better than that now. So uncivilized. It's exactly the same, but worse because you don't even know, mm. right? Like if you were one of the ones who had to take the vaccine and you, you survived. You voluntarily like, I'm, walking I'm up so... the volcano to knowing that you're about to jump in. Yeah. I'm so grateful that you're still here. But, you know, and it's like, oh, but oh, all people go, oh, it's only a small percentage which died. I'm like – Cool. So if it was your husband or your son or your brother, like would would then would it have still still seemed okay? It was only a low percentage, or would it seem like a really big percentage of your life, and then that would be different. And it's so funny, the same people who would be harassing the unvaccinated to get vaccinated are the same ones who was oh, oh, it's okay, only a few died. So who who's for the greater good? It's conf it confuses me, you know, like this this idea, and then it doesn't confuse me at all because cognitive dissonance is real, and this ability to be like, once you've done it, once you fully believe in the science of vaccination, which has so many flaws, it's not even funny. Um, it's very hard to admit you were wrong, and but isn't it amazing why vaccination is such a hardcore topic? Like how how did they brainwash? so many generations into being so hardcore about this with their opinions like that you weren't even allowed to talk about it how did this happen why is it so strong like who remembers when they got brainwashed about vaccination when did you hear it like it's that kind of subtle that it's just in so many of the shows we watched growing up it's just talked about it was in the school system it's in book everywhere but without even so indirectly that it's not even open for discussion and I can guarantee that most people who are super hardcore, like this is the greatest thing ever, wouldn't even be able to tell you the process of how vaccination was discovered, how it was used, who were the people who were pushing the science, who they were funded by, what other studies were going on, that from day one, people were like, oh, this is kind of killing people. I don't know that we should, I think there's another way. And then from just day one, that's been shut down, which again, you know, it's very hard not to be like, hmm kind of seems like there's a group of elite people who have an evil agenda <laughs> for hundreds of years. But again, maybe it's a conspiracy. Like I would love at this point someone to prove me wrong. I'm like, hey, prove to me with any evidence, I'll take anything, that there is not an evil group of elite people trying to control humanity. Yeah. It is, it is hard to unsee unaccept and undo that knowing. It's hard to unseek the truth, eh, John? Yeah. yeah, and you're like, oh, but there's nothing, I mean, I shouldn't say never, not that I said never, but I shouldn't say there's nothing that could sway me back in the other direction right now. But I would actually, I would much prefer if this was a lie. Oh, my gosh, same. Like, who think, who wants to believe this? Who wants to be like, oh, yeah, they drink children's blood. Like, 
no one wants to have to learn that. Mm. And I mean, how crazy, right? If you if you watch Russell Brand and listen to his little short Instagram and YouTube videos, he, I think it was today, we were watching it this morning, put out the video of actually now proving that the blood industry is bigger than corn and soy. Yeah. The human blood industry, that these, that the top, like rich people buy poor people's blood and plasma to drink. If you don't know what we're talking about with blood drinking or you haven't heard of the word adrenochrome, I highly, highly recommend you look into it. Although, do it when you're resourced, you know? It's a very disturbing narrative. And then one that's now just slipping into the mainstream. Not, not to be like, disclosure, this is very alarming, but to normalize it. To normalize the taking of blood. And it, the, even the whole idea of we give blood for the greater good. Just think about that. Link it back together. Find out where your blood's actually gone. Who's taking your blood? Why do we need so much blood? What is in blood? Why do people want to drink blood? Or inject blood into their own bloodstream. I mean, mm. the the whole uh, normalizing of the blood doping um, through elite athletes. Oh, there's that word again, elite. Elite, isn't it? Blood doping for the elite. <laughs> yeah, isn't that curious? Um, that, that has slipped into the world of, as Russell Brand actually put it in his podcast, and probably wasn't even his words, I think he was reading an article about it, um, that there are many in the high-stress world of Silicon Valley who are using blood doping as a stress relief technique. Anti-aging. And an anti-aging technique because it makes you... Uh, yeah, so targeting. Stories, yeah, it's like what the, the, the simple thing that he is touching, the tip of the iceberg, to really go into it. And remembering, if you, you don't know, looking into just what is Satanism? What, 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 why would we do this? What is human sacrifice? How are all of these things connected? How has it been suppressed? Why have we had religion removed? Why do we have science as religion? Why... Why do so many people's lives have no purpose? Why have we taken out spirituality? Why has spirituality become the new woke, which is actually just more about divide and science than it really is about true spirituality? Who is this benefiting and what is going on? And the reason we're kind of talking about this and just bringing it up is it's important for how you step out in the world on the 5th of April. It's important to understand a little bit clearer the picture so that you're not hating the cafe down the road that felt uncomfortable having you on their table. There's a bigger story. They are not the enemy. The family that owns the cafe down the road from you that is also struggling and terrified and was just following a rule because they didn't understand from their limited perception what other options they had. They are not the enemy. But there is an enemy and your anger is just a slightly misplaced, right? If you want to go and hate on all the businesses, it's like, Go and have a conversation. Put your money into your own communities, right? We want to be local communities. We want to be self-run communities, right? This we can we can do this. We're very powerful beings. We can have self-governance within small communities. We don't need to move into this global agenda that says one world government, one world currency, military policing us, micro trips, checking, no privacy. You'll own nothing and be happy. That is a direct quote. From old, what's his name, Klaus, Klaus Schwab of the World Economic Forum. Mm. So it's just, it's checking in. It's truly checking in. Can you zoom out? Can you please take time to look at the bigger picture? You might be busy and stressed. 
which is why we're making a podcast about it to say, hey, just be in your anger. It's okay. We are not saying you shouldn't have anger. We're not saying you haven't been oppressed. We have been there right with you. We will continue to be there fighting this in the way that we can. We will continue to speak the truth for what we understand in our limited resources of discovering the truth and very open to changing it if it's not the truth. <laughs> mm. But how do you, you have to be able to hold some of these horrible truths at the same time as choosing love in your actions. Yes. And that's one of the hardest things. And without a level of awareness, uh, uh, without a level of, I want to say kind of spiritual or higher power connection and knowledge, it's really, really challenging. And it's again, why religion and spirituality has been so attacked because if you understand you're a spiritual being having a human experience, you have much more power over yourself. If you think you're some weak little pathetic number who's just going to die and go nowhere, then you just hand your power over, right? Like who yeah. are you? You're like Take a lemming, two, man. Two steps into the metaverse and then you can just exist in a digital form rather than yeah. a real form. Watch him. Watch Mark Zuckerberg talk about the metaverse if you haven't seen that video. Like look at these people with awareness. Pretty confident Step he's back. blood doping. He 100% is. Yeah. <laughs> Not that I know him personally, so I can't say 100%, but <laughs> you can – yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, it's really interesting. So it's just more, I think it's more about more questions. Like, okay, how do I truly feel? Am I exhausted? Do I have enough resources? Because the trauma that's happened to all of us, doesn't matter if you're vaccinated or not, whether you are you know, pro-vax or pro-choice or anti or whatever, we have all been severely traumatized in the last two years and actually beyond because we're all traumatized pretty much all the time from the way that this, the, our systems and structures are set up. And lied to. Very much lied to, um, and that's it's a really, really hard pill to swallow. If you're aware that you've been lied to, that's really hard to come to terms with. If you're not aware you've been lied to, then your nervous system is just doing about 300 backflips and isn't running in a very coherent way. Mm. And I'm real confident saying that because you can see it everywhere, right? You, you cannot have gone through the last two years and not have been traumatized in one direction, whether you're aware of it or not. It has affected your physiology. It has affected your system, and this manifests in strange behavior, right? The way it comes out, the emotions you're experiencing, the passion you feel towards life, the purpose you feel in life, the way you interact in your relationships, the things you've started to avoid, right? Whether it's certain topics in conversation, certain people, certain places, when we start to intentionally avoid, that is a trauma response, mm. right? That is going, oh no, I just, I just can't feel that right now. I'm not strong enough to feel that right now. That is trauma. That's what's happening to the system. And it doesn't mean you need to just fall into a victim spiral of doom. It's about recognizing it with awareness, leaning in for support. Where are you getting support from right now? Do you have a solid support? You know, like, have you got people in your life that are actually bolstering you in this? Do you have, have you found a community? And I think a lot of us really have, which has been something truly beautiful to see is that all the communities that have, have come out, um, of, of being kind of split off from this, this part of society. And then we're sort of birthing all these other magical places to be. Hey, and if you haven't reach out. Yeah. Truly, truly reach out. We are here. We have community and our door is open. It doesn't matter what your freaking vex status is, or even if you like a hardcore dis disagree with us, doesn't matter. Like doors open. Tell us, tell us why we'll be like, Hey, you guys are wrong. This is why. Cool. Well, actually, we did a podcast um, uh, on something and someone, one of our students absolutely had a huge, didn't agree with us, let's say, and even wrote a, um, it's quite beautiful, uh, an article which got printed in the listener, 
which was actually a response to something we said in a podcast um, on the other side of disagreeing, you know, and it's like, rock on, let's have conversations. And they beautifully said it to us and we, we engaged in a conversation. It's like, this isn't about all agreeing. This is about where do you sit right now? Why do you sit there? Where have the beliefs come from? Are you willing to look at other things that are uncomfortable? And then are you willing to choose love for all beings, right? You know, yes, there are a few. It's like the anger should, not necessarily should go somewhere, but the anger is valid, right? Why you're feeling like that. But check in where it's, what direction it's being, um, thrown in mm. is the biggest thing that's what awareness offers us it's what meditation offers us is to say oh yeah this is i've got anger moving through my body i probably don't need to throw it at the cafe down the road or the beauty salon or the hairdresser you know i might be able to put it somewhere else and take some other action in my life that is spreading more love and truth and allowing people to just wake up a little bit more to what is really going on mm. and that that waking up process isn't it's not a smooth road <laughs> it is what do you mean <laughs> <laughs> it it really does come with a lot of i mean you bump into cognitive dis dissonance a lot you you need to put things down and then come back to them look at them put them in context uh, particularly when a lot of the information that we read and receive is from other parts of the world and then trying to land it in the context of this particular uh, country of New Zealand um, can sometimes make it seem less real here. And That's so a great form of cognitive dissonance. So I, oh, yeah. it doesn't happen here in New Zealand. So lovely. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. yes, Mother Earth in New Zealand is lovely. Yes. The government structures, be aware, not yes. so lovely. Now, if you look at, again, coming back to the World Economic Forum, that Jacinda is one of, listed as one of the young leaders who have been through the World Economic Forum training program. And Extreme as, brainwashing to abuse the global population. And as such, alongside Trudeau, alongside a bunch of Trudeau's cabinet members, actually, um, alongside the, what is it, Macron, Macron, the, the French Prime Minister, um, all of these people have been uh, party to the agenda of the World Economic Forum, uh, currently known as Agenda 2030 or the Fourth Industrial Revolution, if you read Klaus Schwab's book. But the point I'm trying to make is that Jacinda has um, openly and publicly said that that is the direction that she is taking this country um, and that that is a good thing. And so, that someone like the Green Party are like full on signed over to Agenda 2030. There is no political party in New Zealand that is not in alignment with Agenda 2030. Let's add an important word into that. There is no major party, political yeah. party. Sorry, Sue Gray. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and again, the Greens in that will, um, yeah, will sell it all on the sustainability and climate change and just go and read it for yourself and really read it with awareness. Understand what world do you want to live in? Do you want freedom or notice do you want to be owned? Body. Do you want notice, to be a slave? Like, yeah, notice your nervous system. Notice your body in those moments. Like if you're reading that information, are you tightening? If you hear you'll own nothing and love it, what does your body do? You'll own nothing and be happy. And be happy, now, yeah. Now, what do you mean by nothing? You won't own a house. 
That's you the number one thing that you won't own. That's the, that's the most important thing to recognize in the system. Now, if you're of the age group that is post-boomer and have had the struggles of trying to um, get yourself into the system of slavery known as mortgages to try and get yourself into home ownership. How ridiculous. We wouldn't have land in a house. Yeah. How that, ridiculous. We were born here. We're not born into debt as these weird sinners. What a lie. <laughs> and that all of that effort that you're putting in um, they're going to sell you that you don't need that effort. Where the state is going to own all of the property, the state is going to own all of the houses, and that's you, right. A one-world government owns everything. As a member of the state, you will be issued a house. Interesting. Issued basic income, probably mm. issued a job. You you might have been sold the idea issued of basic a child. human basic human income as a as a positive thing. Oh, as I a, was so on board with it. Yeah. You know, even before I knew, I was like, wow, that's what you need. Because actually they're writing so close to the truth. The issue is, is that how true basic income would work is that it's not tied to anything, right? That you just have a It's not tied to some way, kind of behavior that you have to conform to, yeah, or which somebody would be monitored money that was by, to you. which would be monitored by your digital ID, mm -hmm. which would be monitored by a social credit system. That would be connected to your digital ID so that if you didn't behave in the way that you're supposed to behave. Which is what they want, which, as you've seen in the last two years. Which is what already exists in China. Yeah, which, but in the last two years, haven't you seen how they've just changed a rule from today to tomorrow? Okay, now all stay in your houses. Oh, we don't like that. Don't say that on social media. Put a fucking face nappy on. Do this, do that, sign in. They've just changed rules. They've gone against the Nuremberg Code. They've gone against basic human rights. And we've all accepted it because, you know, guys, it's for the greater good. It's for your safety. Get They're always going to gonna use that line, change rules, and you're hooked up to a digital ID and you have no way out of it. Like, <laughs> Or we'll just turn off your basic income. Yeah. Slash when they get stuff, if they're injecting stuff into your blood, what do you think they're going to start injecting? Right? You're naughty. They can turn on cancer. <laughs> Mm. Yes. Anyway, we digress. We would digress. Coming back to, I think I want to land back at where I was referring to Jacinda and her connection to World Economic Forum. And just to actually to lean back onto um, a few episodes ago where we were in Wellington for the protests. And I just want to send a big um, heartfelt shout out and thank you to all of the hard work that was done mm. by the protesters and by the people who were protesting in person in Wellington, by the people who were protesting by being in court, fighting against the mandates, and actually the days that we were there, and maybe it was the day also we recorded the, the podcast, um, that those people got the court case through to release the mandates from the military and defense. Uh, the defence force and the police force. So just to on that, right, it's like Jacinda didn't release mandates. The military and police proved in court it was illegal. Mm. And at the same time, at that time, the school teachers, the teachers, whatever, was in court fighting the same thing. Now, we haven't seen, I don't know if you've seen the actual results of court, but suddenly Jacinda comes out as the hero to save the day to say I'm releasing mandates for teachers. Because uh, of no, science. No, actually, <laughs> they took you to court they probably fucking won, and then you've taken the glory and not even not even openly said anything. And if you didn't know that, it's like understand that this is the people fighting. She takes the credit. This got removed not because it was her plan, not because of anything to do with the so-called virus, but because people are proving what she's doing is illegal. 
you know, but soon we will lose the right to go to court. We will lose the right to protest. We will lose the right to freedom of speech. There are good people that are like excited that other people are being cancelled, that freedom of speech is going away as if they think they're going to remain safe. How delusional is that? How arrogant are you if you think this is only going to affect some people and not you? You know, you buy into this. If you don't include everybody, this is going to hit all of us harder than you can ever imagine unless we unite with love and come together and are like, no, I stand with my fellow brother and sister, my fellow man, my fellow woman. That's where I stand. You know, not buying into this idea of constantly needing a higher power to tell us how to live, you know, to, to protect us from the so-called bad guys. They are the bad guys. They are the criminals. They are corrupt. We need to fight against them, which is actually just standing up in truth, in principles and values and alongside each other. And even if you don't want to take it all the way to they are the bad guys, <laughs> you can take it You can take it to the point of they are misinformed. Mm. They are the ones spreading the misinformation. They are the ones who are aligning to a dogmatic religion known as scientific materialism, which is intent on proving that the human is weak and needs support from pharmaceuticals. That is not true. That is not true. That's 100% not true. Only because like actual science proves that it's not true. Not just because I'm singing a song in the backyard. Because <laughs> like, legit, if you want to do research, which we 100% have, you will discover the cracks in all of this. Mm. And they're not even little cracks. They're like real big cracks. There's a crack. There's a crack <laughs> in everything. But you know what? That's where the light gets in. It's so true. Look at all the light, you know, mm. and seeing it and just choosing. The interesting thing is, is people, you know, I've seen a few people the last few days and there's so much kind of sympathy at us. Oh, yeah, you guys. Like we're, again, kind this of This was the point weak. that I was going yeah, through right at the start. So yeah, true. yeah, here we are. Go we, we, you, we got there. It only took 45 minutes to get here. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, that, yeah, like we need charity, right, or something. And I'm like, ah, uh, no, I, I feel the strongest I've ever felt in my entire life. I also feel about the happiest. You know, I'm like, this shit's crazy and it's got to stop. But I'm like happy in my life, uh, happy in my relationships and happy in the work that we get to do and the creation that we're in, everything that we're sharing. Like it feels good. Remember happy know? and easy. Two different things. Two different things. <laughs> we still work, man. We're still there. And we're like, yeah, but more money would be cool. You know, all that sort of stuff. But at the same time, it's like, I could compromise all my values and principles and integrity for some money under the guise that that's going to keep me safe. Or I could be a human and actually align with that truth and then lean into some trust, lean into the trust that I've actually, that we're supported. We're supported by something that maybe we don't understand, you know? And Damn, we got we don't, strong through this. Yeah, you know? we don't require charity. But man, support's awesome. Like, you want to come and support us? You align with us? You agree? Like, we'll take your support. Like, what, what, what can we do? What can we offer? What can we exchange, you know? And this is how we can support each other. That, you know, we're, we're kind of conditioned as well to sort of feel sorry for people or to see them as less than or like a charity. It's more like just align with people who you who you align with, <laughs> trying to say, you know, and and then support them. Like put put your dollar where you in the area that you where you want your life to look like. Mm. You know, what do you want? How do you want your life to be? It's like then while we're in a monetary based system, it's like spend your money there. Truly, what do you actually want it to be like? And not what 
someone else is telling you you want it to be like. You know, it's the same thing with the kind of new woke sustainable movement of we should all feel guilty and just basically live under a rock and um, drink off a leaf and and a cup that's been used for 500 years. All good. But do you truly want that or do you just feel guilty? Are you living out of fear? Like even with this, this climate change sustainability movement, it's like, awesome. I don't think we should shit on the earth. Like I really love her and she's so beautiful and she does so much and she's, she's not a resource. She's just a provider, right? She's our mother. She wants to provide and care. She doesn't want to be used and disrespected. So if you in your life appreciate with a big ass open heart and a sense of gratitude and you love everything that you get and you see it all, you're like, wow, amazing that I'm in this kind of reciprocal system with the earth and with my fellow brother and sister. Isn't this amazing? beautiful. It doesn't mean you have to like minimize to the point where you're just this gaunt person living under a blanket because you feel terrified to own anything as if you're in, the problem. In a two square meter house. In a two square meter house, you know, and I'm like, if you actually, if you want that, like if that, if that brings you alive, there's no judgment. That's not what I'm saying. But if you're doing it because you feel like you have to, because of someone else's story that they're putting on you, that's bullshit, man. That's living in fear. Well, not for love. image, you know, yeah. I'm this Virtue person, signaling. therefore mm-hmm. I need to to be a minimalist, I need to be this to align with this, I need to wear this type of clothing, I have to buy, not even buy, maybe make, um, everything. Well, how many people I see who like are full on, like, oh, you've got too much stuff, or da-da-da-da-da, but are like pro-government and pro-Bill Gates. I'm like, wow, you don't want to question maybe the excess of someone like Bill Gates or maybe the excess of, you know, these massive corporations and these billionaires who have just got richer and richer while we all get poorer and poorer. You don't maybe want to hold them accountable. You want to hold the person down the road who's maybe got a slightly bigger house than you and went out and bought a set of new cups, you know, or you saw them down at the cafe with a takeaway cup and you nearly died because they're the person who's destroying the oceans. Mm. You know, we need to just kind of put things into perspective. They have a car and their engine is 0.2 of a litre larger than yours. (laughs) Ooh, what a gas gun. They flew on a plane, those bastards. They should have yeah. rode in their canoe. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, we, 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 we got sidetracked again. That never happens. I, I'm just like, just don't be a dick. Like, it's just, you know, it's such a lack of being able to zoom out. Mm. And I think that brings us back to the original point that we'll close on is that from the 5th of April, can you zoom out? Can you come back into your heart? Mm. And can you reflect on what matters to you actually? What do you want the future to look like? Because your actions matter. They do. Your actions matter because you are a part of the greater good. You are the greater good. The greater good starts from the actions that align with your heart. So thank you for listening. Yeah, thanks. It's been great. Still on the driveway. The sun's kind of gone away. Animals still sleeping. Cat is close. Yes. So yes, again, thank you to all of you. Uh, for your support during these times, your support full stop. Um, you might be listening, yeah, you know, we know some great two, and a, humans. two and a half years into the future from the time we're recording this. And wow, that's so weird to think about. Yeah. <laughs> um, <sighs> but if you are listening and you do have the time to, you know, click that button that says like on this podcast, if you do have that little bit of extra time to share it, please do. This is a way that you can choose, a very simple way that you can choose to support us and we really do appreciate that. Um, Otherwise, you can catch 
more of our podcast soon. Oh, we've got some great guests coming up. Oh, yes, very like, excited. We've got four lined up in the next few weeks, so oh, that's exciting. Yeah, yeah, really pumped for that. Um, otherwise, jump online, um, check out our website, www.rawaware.com. Oh it's such a great website, and I thoroughly think you should all look at our new store because we now make Organite pyramids and Organite devices, which... We will do a podcast on to actually explain what on earth that is. But um, go and have a look. You can read a little bit there. You can read our latest blog post as well and uh, maybe even kind of explore a little bit of, of Organite. Um, we custom make them for you. We uh, offer any intention you have or just even intuitively if you like. And, yeah, we also have a, a, our teacher trainings coming up this year, our 200-hour a Yoga Alliance registered teacher training course, which is going to be awesome. So if you're interested, please reach out and we would love to chat with you um, about going deeper into the awareness, the world of awareness mm. through the um, the vehicle of yoga, let's say. Yes. <laughs> what a great vehicle. One of our favorites. One of our favorites. And yes. we've actually tried many vehicles. That is true. And I like lots of them. We were having a discussion uh, a few nights ago, actually, saying – Damn, yoga is such a good vehicle for this. You're real into it. Keep coming back. So, it's something amazing about doing the same kind of thing for, I mean, like 10 years. Yeah. Yeah, very, very cool. Very great practice. Amazing way to share. And also just to understand that, you know, so often we're going from a top-down approach through the mind. We're trying to understand something through the mind. And then we get stuck. We trip up. Like, what am I tripping up? It's like, because you also need a bottom-up approach. And movement is great, you know. We get so fixated on exercise, but movement without awareness—it's uh, just kind of just movement. It's just movement, which is great. I'm not saying don't do that, but if you have a movement with awareness practice, then you're really working from the bottom up, and it is how we transform a lot of the trauma, the pain, and the kind of programming that's been conditioned into our body. Yoga is an incredible vehicle for that. So you you got this. We shift perception from the top down, but we shift our body's patterns and what's being stored there in that kind of tension body from the bottom up. And you need movement with awareness. So Ooh, it's a we good obviously time. always talk all about it. We're very full circle people. Um, and yeah, we're, we're into attracting those who kind of align, I guess, with our values and want to come and learn and just expand together in the raw yoga family. And damn, if you've listened to this episode all the way to here and you're still listening right now. You're probably our student. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Come along, have a chat. Um, and uh, we can tell you all the details. We love actually having these moments of one-on-one um, -on -one with people in preparation for the training. Mm. Well, you have a little chat. You yeah. meet us, we meet you. It's a good time. Yeah, you know? it really is. Um, but, yes, more details about that are on our website. Um, but for now, again, thanks for listening. and much, We love you all so much. Have much a great 5th of April. <laughs> yes. <laughs> The Radical Awareness Podcast. Podcast.